Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. We've been away for some time, but we're back and at it again. This is for uh, the week of, boy, I don't even know already. It's the week of November November 7th. November 7th, actually, we're, we're recording this on, uh, on Veterans Day, so a very, very, very special thank you to those men and women in uniform that have uh, provided the safety to our country and for those that are no longer with us thank you and keep them in our minds and our prayers with that being said uh, we'd like to welcome you to another episode on this episode we got a treat for you we have two interviews one with Justin Vick uh, his band or his group actually uh, has released uh, a new album and the album is dedicated to an Italian poet. Uh, the album, Dante Inferno 1, already available as we speak on your favorite streaming service. So you can check out some great music from Justin's band. And also we have another treat for you, Mike of the Violent. Now the Violent includes members of the former band Red Sun Rising. We've spoken to them here on the Roman Show. So we spoke to Mike about this new venture that he is on, the music, the lyrics, how it came about, that and a whole lot more coming up next right here on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go fly. Econ. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks again, everyone. I am your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you follow us on the socials. That's at The Roman Show on uh, Twitter and Roman Show Media on Instagram and on Facebook. And make sure you visit our website, theromanshow.com, where you can find out exclusive content, including an interview with Gaston, uh, the film director of the movie The Way. Uh, the Way is a movie based on a mixed martial artist or a martial artist uh, who has to basically defend herself while she's in prison. Uh, it's a pretty cool concept but mixing in uh, spiritual aspects and martial arts. So you got to check it out for yourself. It's going to be available very soon all over the world. But in the meantime, you can get a sneak peek about uh, hear about this movie uh, here on the Roman Show and a write-up that we did on the RomanShow.com. So we invite you to head on over right now as we speak and check it out for yourselves. Okay, so in just a few, we're going to welcome um, Justin of the band uh, Vic uh, to talk about the latest album Dante Inferno One, which is available right now. It's a pre-recorded interview, uh, so please disregard the dates there, as you'll uh, hear uh, in the. Uh, interview and the single is out available. The first single was Canto One, uh, but the full album now is available just in time for the Halloween. Although we're a little past that, but the album dropped around that period, so it was quite 
quite the fitting. And then we are going to welcome Mike uh, of The Violent. Mike was part of the band Red Sun Rising. That band no longer exists. And now he has created his new venture in The Violent. They just recently played at the Louder Than Loud Festival and plans on hitting the road very soon in 2022. And uh, looking into some more music that we will be hearing from them. Um, Fly on the Wall was one of the hits that they uh, dropped uh, very early on. If you listen to Sirius XM, I'm sure you've heard of it, Fly on the Wall. And then Think for Yourself is the latest track that you can listen to right now. We'll post that on our website and you can hear it for yourselves. And give it a listen. Let, tell, let us know what you what you think about the violent uh, the lyrics, the sound. They went from a what what uh, Red Sun Rising was a five piece, now it's a three piece. So let us know your thoughts. Uh, the info at the Romanshow.com is the website. That's info at the Roman Show. With that said, let's talk a little bit here really briefly on what occurred at the Astro World concert. I like to give my two cents. Um, it's unfortunate what happened. Nine people lost their lives. Uh, there's a whole lot of finger pointing as far as what occurred. A lack of security. Travis Scott should have stopped. It could go on and on and on and on. Here's my take on this though. Uh, of course, prayers to the family. And it never should have happened. I, I've gone to many, many festivals. We've pretty much all been to big major festivals. And especially in the heavy metal community, you know that it can get pretty... Pretty loud, pretty rowdy, uh, a lot of ruckus going on, and I'll never forget the time where uh, I think it was Pantera who went to the crowd and said, "Hey, you know, rip everything that you see." You know, there were people who were just ripping seats from the venue. Uh, people were ripping anything they can find. It was total mayhem. Um, so to hear uh, that in Astro World. This occurred now. There, there, there are some reports that allegedly a man or a person or persons, uh, they were injecting people uh, with some sort of a substance. Of course, that caused a lot of uh, craziness and scariness, and just push people, uh, pushing everyone and trampling everyone. Of course, it's going to happen. What happened? Uh, unfortunately. So there, the, there was a security breach. There was some sort of a, a fault with security. Uh, they're suing Live Nation for that matter. Uh, there's some reports that security guys were just hired like the same day and they didn't know what to do and they were not prepared. Uh, there weren't enough um, EMTs, uh, nurses, paramedics, on and on and on. And, on. and we, we won't know until later where the full investigation is. Uh, but it's unfortunate to hear this. And here in the heavy metal community, I think that we're better than that. We know how to act. We've, we've been at this. It's like we're pros. And one thing that I can tell you that I've seen myself and I've been a part of is the unity that we have uh, in the metal community to come together on a case like this. If, if something like that were to occur, you know, our brothers and sisters in the metal community, there's no doubt would come together and, and put an end to it. I've seen it myself. Hell, I have seen uh, Nazis, white supremacist people in the mosh pit uh, that were attacking uh, the minority. I've seen it with my very own eyes. 
and the people knowing that what these people wanted to cause got together and there was a whole lot more of us than them and surely enough we kicked their asses out of the concert I've seen men taking advantage of women likewise men in the concert got together and beat the crap out of that one person and uh, got his ass out and, and for that I, I, I have to tell you that, that, that I am proud uh, to be a heavy metal fan. Hell, I have seen performers stop their performances to point out that something wrong is happening in the crowd. I've seen guys, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to get off from the stage and I'm going to go beat your ass for doing what you're doing. I've seen it. I I don't know exactly what occurred because I was not there. But it's unfortunate we could all they were saying that Travis Scott is a person that really likes to light the fire of the of the crowd and let them go wild well again listen this has happened in heavy metal shows for years years okay and we have not had an incident like this as I am aware of and thank God for that the point I'm trying to get across is I think especially now with COVID-19 uh, the restrictions uh, the whole Getting up close to people, obviously, that that can play a role uh, because of COVID-19. But uh, there's no doubt in my mind, and I think it was back to September 11 when things changed as far as uh, the venues. I remember there there was no dividers. Everyone was just together. But now there are. There are barriers where they divide the crowd. And I think the things in, in festivals are about to change because of that travesty. Um. It sucks, uh, but at the same time, we advance, we evolutionize uh, as, as, as humans, right? And we, we have to do better things. And hopefully this does not happen again, although I've seen some reports in the New York Times that they've interviewed some experts and said this won't be the last time. But we're better than that. Whether you're a, a hip-hop uh, fan or, or, or a metal fan, I think we could do a whole lot better than that. And let's get some better security we don't want to have what occurred at Astroworld where a person comes in and injecting people and we have to lose lives for no reason. We're, we're just paying to get entertained. I've even seen this in mixed martial arts events where a man pulled out a gun. And that's a lack of security. So let's do a better, better, better uh, judgment. Hell, I've been in a concert, I kid you not, where a man was right next to me and said, I'm here and I want to kill someone. I kid you not. I kid you not. And I remember going to one of the security guards and I said, hey, watch out for that guy. That guy's violent. So let's all take care of each other. What we went through with COVID-19 and we are still going through COVID-19. I think that we've learned to become better human beings. Smarter. Taking care of each other. So let's have that type of mind frame speaking of uh, music and concerts Limp Bizkit dropped their new album Limp Bizkit Sucks listen I've seen mixed reviews on this I'm going to give you my take on it I, I think it's great we have new Limp Bizkit music it has been years I'm not going to say that every single song is a banger but they do have a few and I am content with the fact that they at least dropped something uh, since they haven't released anything in years. So give the guy some credit. 
just still to this day putting out new music. I mean, this is the band uh, that's about to be what 25 years, 25 years that they released their first album back in 1998, 99, 97. So give the guys some credit. Hey, everybody changes. Everybody, they're not gonna have the same sound. Bands change all the time. Cold Orange, for example, they just dropped a new album, a new song, and it's not this, this doesn't sound the same as their original stuff. So everyone just just changes. They want to test their musical creativity. Let's switch gears here uh, and let's welcome in Justin of the band Vic, who talks about their latest album, Canto One, or sorry, uh, Dante Inferno One. One of the songs or one of the singles is Canto One. So coming up next, we're here, Justin on the Roman Show. Welcome back everyone to the Roman Show and on the line we have Justin Zick, uh, the bad Zick, named after his last name and uh, they're dropping their album later this month uh, and it's, uh, it's quite rather amusing, it's dedicated uh, to a poet, uh, an Italian poet for that matter, Dante's Inferno Part 1 drops on October 22, however you can already get a little sneak peek, Canto 1 is the first single. They've released the video, which you can check it out for yourselves. Uh, but in the meantime, Justin is joining us. Justin, thanks so much, man, for joining us on The Roman Show. Hey, absolutely. My honor to be here, man. So that's number one. I love that that Canto 1 song. It's just, it's just the appropriate time to listen to that music. We're in fall. We're headed to Halloween. The, the, the video itself just kind of, it's, uh, it's just the appropriate time. So kudos to that. Oh, I appreciate that, man. It was a lot of fun to uh, do that video. I um, I recently moved down to Texas just last year, and um, you know, um, talking with Andrew, I'm over at Metal Assault, and they're like, "Let's get a video," and I'm like, "Oh man, where am I going to find a video guy to help me shoot this video?" And I had I ended up having a guy that had worked on a video with another band um, out of Indianapolis. Indiana and uh he happened to live just north of Austin and I'm like hey man what's up let's go shoot a video and he was all about because he had worked with me before and so it was actually really good to have him on board because he's he's super passionate um that's uh the uh Sir Rockamus Media who really helped out with that one well, Justin, tell me about the album. We'll get into the first single in just a few here. But Dante's Inferno, uh, part one, it's, it's, in, it's inspired by Dante Allegri. He is an Italian poet. And I was doing some reaching in, in, into it. I dived in. He, he was one of the first poets to really kind of touch the subject of hell, purgatory, heaven. You know, all these, these, these subjects that back then were probably kind of sensitive even to this day, but sometimes we tend to try to play with it a little bit. But why Dante? How did you come about and say, "Hey, this is the guy that can really inspire my music"? Well, I um, had picked up Dante's Inferno. You know, you hear of bands, you know, creating music off Dante's nine lit nine layers of hell, and they each have a song on that. And I was like, you know, I'll check that out. So when I read it, it's absolutely beautiful the poetry he describes 
And it's also a satire because Dante was very much a part of the political scene there that even um even in Florence where he was from, he ended up being uh banished because of his political um affiliation and now they're just like, We want Dante everything because he's such a famous poet in uh Italy from that era like when I think it was like the thirteen hundreds when Florence um was they had um I can't think of the two political parties they had there. But it's just it was absolutely beautiful poetry and I don't think ever anyone really sat and got into detail and really captured that poetry. They captured like the nine layers of hell because that's super metal. But I wanted to capture the beauty of his poetry inside of the music. And I was super inspired. And my partner in life, she's like, do it, write an album, see her what it has and just go all in and like, don't hold anything back. And, and so I love composition. So I really spent time composing like all sorts of parts in there like percussion and violins Mm -hmm. and horns and all sorts of things i was very it was very exciting because it was such beautiful poetry so i could create something metal and beautiful at the same time which you know ends up being a nine minute long song so it's pretty hard to kind of sell that single around too much (laughs) Well, well, thank you for that. Because back then, you know that that what was metal was all about. Hell, look at the Metallica songs back in the day; they were nine, ten, twelve minutes long, and it was a piece of freaking art. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Now it's just hit, you know, quick bang and thank you, ma'am. You know, just went in and out, catchy hook, catchy riff, and let's get out of here. Uh, but in, in 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 your music, for example, Canto, like you said, it you know it's, it's a very long version. Uh, and to me, when I was listening to myself, it takes so long until I, we actually hear some someone's vocals, and yeah, <laughs> you know, it's and it's you dig in so much into the sound and the beat that you were like, you know what, maybe we don't need any vocals. Just the sound itself will do it for me. And, and you're so right. I wanted to have this buildup of tension, and then you for by the time vocals come in, you forget. Yeah, that there should be a vocalist in here, and. You're so, it's like I present it with this dark because even mm-hmm. inside of that canto, that um, that first canto is about Dante being lost. And, you know, he has all these um, metaphors for lust, pride, and avarice stuff that he was, um, you know, that was his sin that he had to face and he had to face those. But, um, and you can hear that in the beginning where he's facing that stuff, kind of like an overture to the actual piece when the vocals come in to kind of start bringing the story to life with the lyrics. So you mentioned about violinists uh, and chorus. And I mean, you have everything in here. You're not just a guitar and a drums. You have a whole set of uh, musical instruments into play. Uh, how did you choose that? How did you know, hey, maybe if I use this layer here in music, this is the appropriate one. How did you experiment? And, and, and I mean, there's a whole lot of people that were involved in, in, in this album. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every song has a different vocalist, um, lead vocalist, except for the first one, which is Overture, and the last one. Albert um, Rivka, he um, sings for a band in Chicago called Accuracy. 
and he did some vocals for Category 5, another prog group out of uh, Utah. And, you know, he's a guy I've worked with for a very long time. He's filled in for bands I was working with. And he's just a very professional and great-sounding vocalist. Um, how I decided to kind of choose vocalist was, you know, obviously I worked with some of these people, and then I could hear, I'm like, okay, this needs this nice, clean, flowing, big attack. So I would call these vocalists that I knew. I'm like, hey, would you want to do a song? And a lot of them, you know, donated their time or, you know, even just were just as excited as I was about this project. And they really put in 110% on this. As far as violins, it's like, you know, I'm hearing certain things behind the music and you can't just add a layer of keyboard violins. I was like, that has to be a real violin. So I was very connected with um, the classical um, in where I was from, Indiana. So I knew a lot of people inside the Philharmonic up there. And one of the violinists I chose, we had um, had a conversation about um, heavy metal and what kind of bands she was into. And she's a very heavy metal, classical, philharmonic violinist. So Ilona Orban, like that, that opening violin, she does that particular part. And she also does violins on the last song of the album. Quite amazing stuff. So, so many great songs. Why did you decide to drop Canto 1 as a single, the first one? Well, I thought it kind of brought the whole... If I was going to have one song that kind of summarized the whole album, it had to be that one. Because it has the riffs, it has the progressive technicality, it has, you know, just all the heavy, fast stuff that most of these songs had you know had in there but it's with progressive music you know you hear a lot of progressive bands and it's very in a progressive box where it never gets so extreme it never gets super quiet you know so i i wanted to have that extreme of just like so fast thrash metal in your face and also bring it down to just straight acoustic guitars and vocals Quite interesting stuff. So, uh, was most of this music written during the pandemic or, or, or it was already planned uh, prior to that? So, I had been working on this album for probably at the end of 2018. I had written this song and it's been revamped since then. And a lot of these songs, they were just a bunch of riffs. And when I talked to my partner in life, she said, you know, you should record this album. And I'm like, all right. So around 2019, I was doing heavy, heavy touring. So I was putting a bunch of this stuff together and getting, um, like, you know, musicians set up for the studio and all this. So and while I'm touring, I had, um, I had my um, good friend and producer Dan Wagner helped record while I sat on a phone while they were recording and then I would throw them like hey you should try this and try that and during that time around 2019 we got all the guitars we got um, a lot of the drums edited 
And then comes 2020, where I was like, okay, I'm ready for vocalists, I'm ready for instrument, you know, all these cool instruments. And then, boom, you're right, pandemic hits. You're like, what do I even do? You know, <laughs> it was it was pretty crazy because I'm a like you said, I'm a, I'm a touring musician. I'm a full time teacher. I transcribe and compose music for clients. So as soon as that pandemic hit, man, I was hit at a wall where it's like all my financial stability, just like, what do I do now? So we had to kind of, I had to stop for like six to eight months, just um, doing very little just because of the pandemic. Wow. Yeah, it's an opportunity there to to really uh, check into your creativity while we were locked down. So with that said, do we have any plans on touring this album Again, it drops in October 22, but uh, any plans of you going out there and uh, sharing these sounds live and in person? As of right, as of 2021, there won't be any plans. As of 2022, um, you know, we're going to shop for some opportunities and we may do some couple of shows here and there. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's a kind of a solo act for me. I'm more of, I hire musicians to come play with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a brand new area down in uh, between Austin and San Antonio. But I've been meeting tons of great musicians down here. So I'm looking forward to, you know, eventually seeing this out live. Um, not sure where, but yes, there are plans, but there's nothing set in stone. Like, it's like we're going on this date. We're just going to, we're going to get through the album releasing. And then from there, we'll start putting stuff together. Well, Justin, I want to thank you so much for your time again t- Zeke, the album, uh, uh, Dante's Inferno Part 1, drops October 22. Find it at your uh, favorite streaming service. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, you can get a gist of it and rock on to it. And uh, uh, as the video is out right now, as we speak, uh, Canto 1, available right now as we speak. And, and I got to tell you, I'm going to jam this stuff during Halloween, man. I'm just pumped the hell out of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's also another single released, and that's Canto 5. And I released a small playthrough video for that one. And you can check that one out. It's also on the Metal Assault website. And that one has a whole saxophones, trumpets, um, trombones, all sorts of fun stuff in that one. Awesome, Justin. Well, thank you so much. And uh, again, looking forward to uh, catching the entire album in its full length when it drops later this month. Uh, and and hopefully you hopefully you add Florida in your in your tour if and when you do uh, tour this album. We'd love to have you down here. Absolutely, man. Florida is not that far from where I'm at. Yeah, not you're in Texas. We're not that far. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin. Well, thanks so much, man. Appreciate your time, man. We're back at it again, and thanks again for joining us. And now we're going to switch ears. We're going to bring in Mike of the Violent to talk about their music, their plans. If we're going to hear Red Sun Rising songs, that band was was pretty freaking cool. Uh, Mike produced some good stuff lyrically. They had some bangers. Uh, no longer exist, but it's cool. Mike has gone on a different journey and he has now, uh, along with some of the former members from Red Sun Rising, have put together a pretty nice crew with the violence. So coming up next, Mike 
of the violin. Much success. So the latest single is uh, "Think for Yourself." Uh, you know, I, re I remember when I was I think it was Mangan who said, "Oh yeah,", yeah or, or or Graham, I can't remember, one of them. They said, "Oh, by the way, this is a new song from the guys from Red Sun Rising who are not called the Vi." I'm like, hmm, what, "What happened here?" So yeah. that was the end of 2019. Now we're in 2021. You guys have new music. You picked up some of the former members from that. I mean, first and foremost, how are you feeling? This whole COVID nineteen, the the festivals are coming back to life. The shows are coming back to life. Man, I uh, we got to play our first our first show ever was louder than life um, back, and um, it actually ironically was like the second time we've ever gotten to play these new songs live um, at all, just because of COVID, and we all live in different states. And we recorded most of those songs um, remotely. Um, so, like, we didn't have much time to actually play those songs together in a room. So that was, it was like a hell of an experience, like going back into playing shows, playing all new songs, like new band, barely having played together in, uh, you know, over a year at this point. Um, so it was, um, I'm just super stoked that it's like, coming back and it's starting to feel more normal um it's and it's like a slow process back in but um you know we're getting back on track so i just i can't be uh any happier about that so so mike you picked up patrick and david from your former band but the violin where where, where did the name for the band come about was this something that, that you decided or, or or as a group all of you guys decided as a as a, as a team yeah, I mean, like, when, when I first showed the guys um, the songs I had in mind for The Violent, um, you know, a lot of the lyrics had a lot of venom in them, and a lot of it was inspired by, um, you know, the pandemic and the political climate at the time. You know, we had a pretty heated election at the time. People are, um, you know, quarantined, um, not able to go out and socialize. So people took to the Internet, and it created this, like, what I called a violent culture on the internet. And um, you just saw a lot of hate, a lot of um, segregation as far as just um, picking sides. And um, it, it was a hostile environment. So we were kind of searching for a word that kind of fit that and the violent kind of popped up. And it originally it was gonna be the violent somethings, mm. the violent whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, we were just spitballing and. I don't know who said it in the group. They're like, why not just the violent? Why do we need the third word? And we were kind of joking. We're like, there's no way that the violent is not taken. And uh, sure enough, it wasn't. So we're like, let's snag that right now. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it, it makes sense now that you mentioned that and some of the names of the of the single that you guys have released, like Fly on the Wall, uh, Impression, and now Think for Yourself, I, I, I pretty much speaks for itself. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So with the new music, are, are we working on, on an, a full album that's going to be released later this year, next year? What what it's What's on your guys' minds right now? You know, it's we've never been in the position where we kind of, um, 
you know, it's been like a chess match in a way because, um, you know, Redson Rising was on, was always on a label. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happens, it's like the label's like, you got to get this record done mm-hmm. and you got to start touring and um, we're going to put out this single and this single and you might have a say in which one that is. Um, you may not. Um, but with this, we're fully independent and we are the label and we just came out of a pandemic. So, you know, we couldn't play shows. So for the first time ever, we're in this position where we can just put out song by song and kind of see what it does and kind of then gauge the feedback and then make, make our decision on what to do next and what song to do next. And, um, that was a lot of fun to kind of just like test the waters a little bit. Um, now releasing one song every four months was like grueling. (laughs) So, uh, you know, the, there was never like a set plan like hey let's do an album it was just kind of like let's just start finishing songs and then we'll decide from there and that's kind of still where we're at i think we're getting closer to doing at least an ep or or you know eventually an album but um all i can say is there's actually a lot of music that is done um we're just kind of trying to figure out how we want to release it um whether whether it be you know multiple eps keep doing singles or you know finally do an an album but there is a lot of music done well mike i mean there's no secret about it you guys with road sun sun rising you guys had so much success you got some great music some some great bangers man are you allowed to play some of those songs with the violin when you hit the stage or that's pretty much in the past yeah i mean um i think that's a common question we get a lot like why aren't you guys playing red sun rising are you not allowed um it's not that. I mean, I wrote those songs. I can play those songs whenever I want. Um, it's a matter of um, it's a matter of the violent having its own identity. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we might tour and we might throw a Red Sun Rising song in there for fun. Um, and I know I'll still do some solo shows where I'll play um, those Red Sun Rising songs. But as far as the violent, we really wanted to have um, its own identity and not and not have people look at it as a side project or a continuation of Reds and Rising because it's not. It's, um, you know, it sounds similar in some ways, but it sounds completely different in a lot of other ways, and that's the way we want it. Right, because I, I was listening, and you're right, there there is some similarities as far as sound uh, between uh, Red Sun Rising and The Violin, but but how, what makes it set apart from Red Sun Rising? What, what is so different about it? Well, the the... The one biggest difference uh, for starters is we went from a five-piece mm-hmm. uh, in Red Sun Rising to a, to a three-piece, mm-hmm. and um, when that happens, you know, Red Sun Rising was definitely more of a organic type band where um, every sound you heard on stage and, and on the studio is like we recorded, so everybody in the band had a role that they were playing, where. Um, you know, the violent, it's just the three of us making all these sounds. And, um, you know, just like a band, uh, for example, like, like Muse or Royal Blood, they might be accompanied by some electronics, right. some, some, some strings or some synths. Um, and then the, the band, us three is the, the rock band can be kind of inserted into that like soundscape. So there's definitely some more, uh, it's all stuff that we, we do in the studio and we experiment with. And this is the first time, you know, I've really got to experiment with that type of production and uh, really kind of orchestrating, um, you know, string parts and um, and synth parts. And it, that's been a lot of fun for me as a musician. How about lyrically? 
Um, lyrically, I think, um, you know, I started to head this way uh, lyrically with with Red Sun Rising. Um, you can see a clear difference from polyester zeal to thread. I mean, polyester zeal was uh, a little more metaphorical in all the lyrics, and thread I started to, to really talk about you know my life a little more clearer um and uh kind of be more descriptive uh in in things that were going on in my life and i think with the violent um i kind of tried to continue that um really like painting a picture like a visual trying to create a visual with the lyrics um so you can kind of visualize what i'm talking about and um and and just be a little more blunt with with the lyrics of the violent now, when you were in Red Sun Rising, was this something, though, I mean, of course, the violin wasn't maybe you know, in your head, but is this something that you always wanted to go down this route where, where you were able to speak a little bit about yourself lyrically? Uh, in other words, if, if it wasn't going to happen now, it was going to happen one way or another. Yeah, totally. And, and um, I definitely thought about that a lot. You know, um, I'm one of those, there's, there's certain musicians that... Um, they write a few songs a year, but they right. put their heart and soul into the, every single one and they just tweak it and tweak it and tweak it until those like four or five songs are like done. Um, where I'm just one of those guys that just writes constantly. And even if it's a song that sucks, I just keep writing and move on to the next one. So I have this like, um, like basically a Dropbox folder basically yeah. of just tons and tons of demos. And um, what I do you know, every other couple months, I'll just go through all these demos and start narrowing them down again and be like, okay, this, this one, this one could work for the violin. This one could work for maybe like a solo acoustic thing. This one could work for Red Sun Rising. That's kind of how I would set them apart. Um, but then when Red Sun Rising kind of came to an end, I had all these songs that some of them maybe could have worked for Red Sun Rising, maybe not. And then, um, you know, I tried to reevaluate them and say, how could I make this fit into this, into the vein of this new project? Um, and then start to reorganize those demos into where they're going to go. But, um, you know, I'm always just writing constantly. Um, and, you know, I, I just have to, like, go through my process. And sometimes there's songs that I wrote five years ago that I that come back around um, or it's, you know, stuff that's fresh and new. But I'm just always writing. I think that's the only, uh, the only way for me to keep going. So now that the festivals are back and, and you mentioned you just recently played in Loud and the Loud, what is the game plan? Are, are we taking a break for 2021 now or are we going to start fresh in 2022? What's, what are the plans and what can people anticipate when you hit the stage? Um, yeah, I think, I think um, it's not really taking a break in, for the rest of the year, but I think for, for live shows, we're going we're gonna to really just set our eyes on um, 2022. Um, we're already working on some dates now, um, but we just want to get all our ducks in a row. And like I said, we've only released four songs, so uh, we're really working hard behind the scenes to to get together uh, a release before the end of the year and then get something um, more substantial out um, in the in the short term before these these next round of shows start. So that's kind of like our our focus right now. Um, we don't want to go play any more shows in 2022 with only four songs. Right. Out. So we want to get, we want to get some more stuff out. Um, so we're going to take the rest of the year to do that, um, build some assets, um, do some videos, stuff like that, um, to go along with that. 
Um, so we'll be definitely busy, but yeah, 2022, we want to hit it, hit it a lot harder on the show side. And, um, when you see the band live, you know, we test it out. We only played three shows and like I said, we're a three piece. So, um, I'm not used to having an instrument in my hand the entire set. Uh, so we're, we're trying to figure that out. Like, uh, you know, do we, do we hire like an auxiliary guy, like, uh, to play some parts live so I can, you know, be freed up a little more for the show purposes. Um, you know, we're going back and forth with stuff like that. Um, but what I can tell you is that, you know, the, the songs, the songs that we write are, you know, come from, uh, personal experience and, and we live the lyrics that we sing and, uh, you're going to see the passion on stage for sure. And, and even with instruments in our hands, we're going to, we're going to bring the energy. Well, Mike, I want to thank you so much for your time, man. Again, check out The Violent. Uh, they got a couple of songs av- available for you as we speak on your favorite uh, streaming service. You could also check out the uh, video as well, available right now. Uh, I remember Fly on the Wall. That was the first one that I heard from you guys. And then now the latest one, Think for Yourself, yeah. and then Impression. And That was the one. It was Fly on the Wall. That was the first one I heard. And I said, wait a minute. What, what happened here? I mean, they, 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 they were doing great. You know, <laughs> you guys had some great music, man, you know. Yeah. But, hey, it's all for the best. And kudos on your end. And we look forward to seeing you uh, on the stage, on the road. Please mark it. Mark somewhere, somehow. I'll put Florida in there. We'd love to have you here again, man. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. Well, I live in You said Florida? Yeah. You yeah, live, so in I live in Florida. Now. What part of Florida? Florida? So I'm sure I live uh, just outside of Fort Lauderdale. Get the hell out of here! I'm I'm right in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so put yeah, so put, I'm, put revolution I'm in there. <laughs> For <laughs> sure, yeah, that's probably where it would be. Yeah, yeah you got to put For revolution sure. in there. Absolutely, man. We'll hang out and party it up here, man. When all this stuff gets a whole lot better. Mike, thanks so much for your time, man, and be safe out there. And we look forward to seeing hearing you uh, with more of your great music and lyrics, man. Yeah, man, thanks for having me, and uh, good talking to you again. Awesome, man. Justin, appreciate your uh, time here to speaking to us on The Roman Show, and everybody check out uh, The Violent, available on your favorite streaming service, and uh, The Band Vic, available right now, their new album, Dante Inferno One. Well, let's talk some mixed martial arts. Combate Global, uh, which you can see me on Paramount Plus uh, tomorrow, Friday, November 12th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Combate Global will present a eight-man, one-night tournament featuring uh, it's a Mexico versus USA. And this is on the 28th anniversary of the first UFC event. Uh, it's going to be a great fun tournament. There's so much fun. The first, uh, the, the the quarterfinals and the semifinals are both one round five minutes, and the finals being three five minute rounds. And it's really quite exciting to see the tournament return. And Combate is known to put these tournaments together, and it's really quite amazing to see fighters that they compete with three different opponents on the same night so much goes into this you really can't train for it to be honest you just have to go in there and do it you don't know what opponent you're gonna get you kind of have a hint but you really can't study them fully because 
he, that fighter might not be the same because his first competition, maybe he's hurt or, 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 or maybe he just had a new different game plan. So you have to come up with plans or strategies on the go. And it also shows the perseverance and heart that these fighters have to compete in such tournament. Now, the winner will be able to raise his country's flag with pride. Knowing that he went through the entire tournament. And by the way, there's another tournament at the end of the year. It's the biggest tournament of them all. It's called Copa Combate. Where you have different members of different countries. All competing in an eight-man, one-night tournament. Uh, so, you you know, they're going to have uh, European countries now. Of course, South American countries. And the United States. That, my friends, is something that you need to look forward to too. That's on December 12th. But... November 12th, we have the USA versus Mexico. Don't miss it. Live on Paramount Plus, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you speak Spanish, you can catch it at 11 p.m. on Univision. Free TV. You don't have to pay a dime for it. Kamaru Usman defeated Kobe Covington in a fight where Kobe in the fourth and fifth round really tested Kamaru's chin. Kamaru came out a little bit tired in the latter part of the fight but nonetheless Usman is up there as one of the greatest welterweight champions of all time right beside to Georgia St. Pierre now there's no doubt in my mind that the money fight would be GSP versus Kamaru Usman as a form of passing the torch will this happen I don't think so GSP is very occupied with his entertainment uh, uh, business as far as appearing in movies and honestly, I don't think the guy just wants to train very hard and get his, you know, mess up his face. Uh, he's happy in Hollywood and hell, why not? As far as Kamaru, well, I see that he'll continue on fighting, defending his title. A couple of more fights, maybe one, two. And why not maybe take a chance in moving up the ladder and go up the nether or the, another weight class? And uh, if not, then this guy might retire and do something else. Tire, retire early. Why not? He's accomplished a lot. He's, I'm sure he's made some money, uh, some investments. So why does he have to keep putting his body through all that torment, torment when he could just sit back and relax and be able to uh, enjoy his life with the gains that he's made? Uh, but nonetheless, no doubt that Kamaru Usman, a very, very uh, well-spoken, respected fighter. I know him myself. I worked with him um, when I worked for Titan FC. But a very smart person. And listen, why not put him on TV? I know he had his fair share as far as uh, experience with the mic. And he's pretty good at it. Uh, so why not? Why not give this guy an opportunity to be on ESPN, to serve as a commentator, being as a former champion, just like Daniel Cormier. As far as Kobe, I want to see him versus George's Masvidal. Masvidal is not going to be participating in this year's or the last pay-per-view of 2021. Uh, be due to an unforeseen injury or reason. Uh, either way, this is the fight that the UFC needs to make. There's a lot of beef, a lot of hate between these two men. Put them on the ultimate fighter. Let them talk a lot of smack and then let them fight. Perhaps even headline a pay-per-view and make it in Miami like Kobe Covington stated. I think that will pack the house. Turning on the other side here, uh, as far as... As pro wrestling, I, I, I got to say that AEW uh, of the two compared to WWE tends to be the most entertaining show. There's no doubt in my mind. 
although Survivor Series is just around the corner. Um, and, and, and we're going to see champion versus champion. You know, Big E versus Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. And the women's bout, that, that match itself, although we've seen it, uh, it seems like there's some real beef, uh, according to a Sports Illustrated article between Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Um, but AEW, you know, AEW is doing very well. They have full gear this Saturday, November 13th. And we could potentially see a new champion in Hangman Page uh, as he takes on Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. So quite stuff. And MMA is even involved as uh, Dan Lambert, the uh, owner of American Top Team, alongside Junior Dos Santos uh, and Orlowski, Andrew Orlowski, uh, will be wrestling. They'll be wrestling as a professional wrestler in an AEW ring. So quite cool stuff happening there in the world of AEW and then some. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to The Roman Show. We'll be back next week, we promise. In the meantime, head on over to theromanshow.com and read up on all of our interviews that have taken place. With that being said, follow me at The Roman Show. Uh, sorry, me is at, the, at Roman DH. But you can visit us at theromanshow.com for more details. And with that said, we'll catch you next week. We're here on The Roman Show. And catch us on Paramount Plus, Combate Global. I'll be on there. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great night. And cheers. Or a great day. Cheers, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.